Elon Musk wanting to rocket you across the ocean. The librarian has said no to the gift of books from Melania Trump. And Rex Tillerson possibly calling Donald Trump a moron did not make it into the top ten. They were close, but didn't make it into the top ten stories for this week. So what did? Here's a spoiler alert. A, it was not a natural disaster, and it probably had something to do with sports. A lot of sports in this week's countdown. So let's get to it. This is the weekly wrap-up podcast from ThisIsAConversation.com for the week ending October 7th, 2017. Welcome to the weekly wrap up podcast from This Is a Conversation.com. My name is Jake Lumpain, your host for this podcast and all things coming through the website at thisisaconversation.com. Now, what is the purpose of this website? Well, we want to find out what the best people in the world, that's you guys out there, people with the greatest minds and greatest diversity in thinking, think about the news stories out there and the biggest stories of the week. We know here in America, if you're here from America, this is an international podcast, a lot of stories get stuck in the mainstream media and a lot of blasting towards the media, which I'm an active part of every day on being stuck on the stories that bring people in, the sort of leads that bleed uh, type stories. And we want to make sure that we get enough stories, enough talk about everything out there that could be interesting. And sometimes we drop a story that interests me and apparently only me. We test it out by letting you tell us what's the good stories, what's the not so good stories, and what we should be talking about. It's simple. Follow us on social media. Twitter, it's TH underscore conversation. On Facebook, look for This is the Conversation. And make sure, of course, we're set to show up in your feed by default. And go to our main website, thisistheconversation.com, for all the stories that pop up there as well. So today, lots of great things going on. We are scheduled to have a great game of the brackets with a brand new friend I have who's turned out to be seemingly like my biggest fan all of a sudden. We also will have the shortened version of who didn't make it into the list at the back end of the story. But as we've been talking about in the whole process of making this podcast and making it work, working on brevity. So we're trimming things up, trying to get things into a radio-friendly format, if you will, uh, so we can syndicated. I have some chances to get this syndicated on some stations, so I have to trim things up. So we're going to get pretty quickly into the gist of things and go into this week's top 10. So the quicker we get through that, the more time we have for the fun stuff, playing the brackets and talking about what didn't quite make the list. So starting off with the number 10 story in, of course, reverse order. This story is a holdover from last week, had enough points and it kept on gaining points over the weekend that it became a top 10 story. It was like seven last week. The top 10 story is the Racist slurs written on five black cadet doors at the U.S. Air Force Academy prep school. This is an amazing story and what turned out to be an even more amazing response from the comment of the Air Force Academy, who, of course, gave some actual talk. Uh, I believe it was on Saturday. I believe it took a couple days to work through some of the issues when this happened. It happened on a Thursday going into a Friday. And he gave a public speak uh, addressing all of the cadets at the academy plus the prep school and for the public, which basically said, Bigots are not welcomed here. There's no room in America for racist thought, and there's no room in the academy for racist cadets. So he asked anyone who does not believe the same to please leave, period. That's an amazing show of leadership, an amazing show of common sense in dealing with a semi-crisis situation. Uh, we'll see if some of the higher leaders can keep up with, up with that sort of uh, potential and keep up on that standard. Sometimes we worry about that. 
Going on to the number nine story of the day, uh, the nine story gets a jump in response for about 3% more response from 10, and that was the shooting in Las Vegas at the concert that happened over the weekend. Of course, 40 dead, now up to 48 dead when we at this point, but at the time we had listed that 40 dead in the shooting, and there wasn't a lot going on in details. Of course, we spent the full week dealing with the details. We know a lot more about what's going on, and at the same time, we don't know very much about what's going on. We have a man who doesn't fit the profile because he's older. Uh, he's fairly well off. He's a professional gambler and a real estate person, so he's got plenty of wealth and means, but also meant he has plenty of wealth and means to accumulate around 60 different weapons that they found in three different locations, taking about 20 into the hotel room. you having 12 set up ready to go, uh, modifying them for automatic fire, and shooting across a uh, concert-going stage, uh, and we're finding out that he's actually sort of practiced this before. He has rented out rooms with similar sort of views at similar sorts of venues in the last couple of months. Uh, things get really crazy in what the deal is. His, his brother doesn't understand why because he doesn't seem to have any sort of reason to do this. His girlfriend it was a completely... Um, clueless about what was going on in fact uh when he was she was shipped to the philippines and sent some money that sort of triggered us a weirdness but not that something bad was going to happen we will find out more details about this in the upcoming weeks right now we have a mystery of a mystery a person who does not fit any sort of profile mental or just general profile of doing something such a mass thing shooting at and injuring over 400 people close to 500 people killing 58 at this point the number eight story of the week, this one gets a jump about 12% in its response time. And that is Monty Hall, the co-creator of Let's Make a Deal, uh, died this week at the age of 96. Monty Hall not been in the news much lately, but his work has been. Monty Hall worked on myriads of various old-style game shows back in the day when television was young and they needed cheap uh, things on TV and a great way to promote lots and lots of different talent and different people doing things on TV and movies. So he was uh, had his hands in many of the game shows in the mornings and programming some game show stuff in the morning. And the most popular that he had, the one he hosted, where he had regular people dress up as weird things and pull out odd things out of their pockets to for a chance to sometimes win cans of air. Let's make a deal. That, of course, being done right now by Wayne Brady. Let's make a deal creator and producer. And one of the early television personalities that actually kind of led me into wanting to do broadcasting stuff, Monty Hall, died this week at the age of 96. Going to the number seven story for the week. This one uh, bumps up about 2% in its response. French man was shot, or, or man was shot by the French army after killing two people at a Mars-sized train station. This wasn't a major incident of terrorism that happened, like we've seen, uh, especially in Europe and right here this week. But another incident of someone who just was a bit off having some issues. Uh, the man killed two people at a train station in Marseille, and he was killed by police essentially on the spot. The number six story of the week, this one gets a response bump of about 8.5%. Uh, this one goes to South Carolina, the University of South Carolina, and dealing with the women's basketball team. They are your national champions for the NCAA basketball tournament from last season. So, as normal, the champions get the invite to the White House to hang out with the president. 
Well, we know there are some issues with that happening. The president's invite to the Patriots still kind of up in the air. As many people said, they're not going to go visit Donald Trump. We know what happened with the fight back and forth on the NBA championship where Donald Trump actually uninvited one person and essentially uninvited the whole team because they were mulling over whether to actually go. The South Carolina basketball team has not gotten a s- invitation. They've not been invited to meet the president, which even though they are the women's national champions, the president usually meets up with pretty much any group of championship teams in- anywhere. The presidents in the past seem to like hanging out with athletes. So this year, the women's team for NCAA basketball, which is a very big deal, even on the side of women's sports, if you will, did not get an invite or has not received an invite, at least as far as we know, still has not received an invite from President Trump to even visit the White House where he's right now uninviting people who you normally get the invites. Going to the number five story of the week. This one uh, gets a huge jump, 27.2% in the response from the number six. This is Marilyn Manson. This happened early in the weekend where uh, Marilyn Manson was performing in New York at a concert and a piece of stage scenery fell on him. A large piece of stage scenery fell on him. His stage fell, literally fell apart while doing the show. He was rushed to the hospital for medical assistance. He is okay, but the rest of the leg of this tour for the next couple of weeks has been essentially, not even essentially, it's been flat out canceled. Uh, no tour dates for a while until he recovers. Uh, hopefully Mr. Manson will get better really soon. I actually am a pretty good fan of Marilyn Manson and his, and his music and, of course, the way he presents himself. He's one of a... Well, he's a hell of a promoter. Let's just put it put it like that. So he's a great promoter, and so he gets to do great, amazing things. And so, hey, want to see him back on his feet doing his things. Will I go to a Marilyn Manson concert? Probably not, but I do admire him for what he is doing. Let's go to the number four story for this week. And this one goes to a few days ago. And Mr. Cam Newton, one of the most amazing quarterbacks in the NFL today, National Football League, if you are from not from around here, that's American football, of course. Cam Newton is a quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. He led his team to a almost Super Bowl win a few years ago while having a pout on the field. And he has some missteps for being a very weird dresser and sometimes saying things that aren't as inspiring as they ought to be. A few days ago, he was in a press conference after a practice, and a female reporter asked him a fairly simple question, and he responded, opening with, that's a funny question coming from a lady. That's what he said, although it's a, it was, one, a fairly similar and kind of tame question, and B, uh, it was pretty rude in the first place. It went a few days, and he got a little bit of some strife for it, and yesterday he actually apologized for it. But it took a while for him to do that. But he got ripped by the media for asking or at least letting the reporter who asked the question uh, be blasted like that, just coming up with a sexist response to her question, which was a fairly standard sports question and fairly topical based on how the Carolina Panthers are doing this time of year. The number three story jumps up 8.84%, and that is Kendra Jenkins' funeral draws hundreds. Kendra Jenkins is the young lady who was found dead in a freezer in a hotel a few weeks ago in Chicago. People are still questioning how this happened. Uh, there's no really no movement in the case, at least for the public to consume. No one really knows what has happened and why this whole uh, tragedy occurred, but the good news, if there's anything good news about it, the outpouring of love and support to the family and the people who want to make sure an answer comes to this question has been shown. Hundreds of people show up for the funeral of a person who's essentially an unknown random person, if you will, just living in Chicago who died in a very extreme circumstance. And now because so many people 
gravitated to the story and showed up to show their support for the family and for just the fact that this is a this is a case that we really need an answer to. We should hopefully get an answer to this. Hopefully it'll stay on this one. Keep it in mind and top of mind so we get some real answers to the story fairly quickly. Going to the number two story of the week. This one only gets a slight jump from the number three, but it's a pretty big deal with Mr. Orenthal J. Simpson. That's the juice. O.J. Simpson freed this week in the dead of night to avoid the media. However, he's found some cameras in a couple places, and apparently he's found a place to um, sign some autographs and make a little extra cash. But O.J. Simpson, the back and forth on whether he'd be released, the word was he'd be released on Monday, Monday being the 2nd of October, Actually released very, very uh, early on Sunday the 1st uh, with no cameras around, one camera kind of being there picking up on it and then getting out of the way. But no big fanfare, no big splash, O.J. Simpson. And as far as I know, not going back to Florida. Uh, we'll kind of try to confirm that later. He's going to stay in Vegas right now if his parole officer, I don't think, will let him go all the way back to Florida to live. Uh, but he's going to stay in Vegas for a bit, see how that goes, and he's going to do it out of jail and probably – hopefully maybe keep himself out of trouble so jay simpson and cameras love him or he loves cameras we'll see how that rolls out and our top story for the week surprising enlightening entertaining just flat out fun and it is football related going to another retired hall of fame football player uh this one uh jokingly earning another hall of fame championship into the championship of crashing weddings. We're talking about retired San Francisco 49ers and Oakland Raider, don't forget, Jerry Rice, who's considered one of the greatest running backs in football history and maybe one of the greatest players of all time in that big list, of course. Jerry Rice uh, does a lot of things these days. He's a very busy man, a businessman doing a lot of talking, a lot of speaking at conventions, doing a lot of business dealings. And because he's retired, he plays a lot of golf at various golf courses, especially when he's at home at his home golf course. So what happens at golf courses fairly frequently and what happens in hotels fairly frequently? Weddings, big weddings, massive weddings, expensive weddings. And Jerry Rice, being a kind of friendly guy, just likes to keep up with things. He says he kind of knows the schedule for parties at his country clubs. You know, likes to stop by and say hey and congratulate the couples. And guess what? Jerry Rice has put many a bride and many a groom in tears for just showing up at their wedding, saying hey, taking pictures, dancing, because he's a pretty good dancer, Dance with the Stars, remember, and just having a great time for a little bit. And then he kind of sneaks away because it's not his day, he says. It's the bride's day. It's the groom's day. He just likes to, you know, have a little fun and congratulate people on a great journey they're about to take. Now, most people don't complain about it. In fact, uh, most people wonder where he goes, and it's it's a weird thing where the bride will see him and insist on bringing him in there. Uh, groomsmen will take pictures with him. Uh, it's an amazing thing. A guy who just seems like a great guy doing just kind of random things, famous guy using his fame to be sort of entertaining and not get in the way, showing up at people's weddings, saying hey, and then moving out of the way. It's a pretty awesome thing for Jerry Rice to do such a thing. So he is now in the Hall of Fame for Wedding Crashers as well as the Football Hall of Fame for just being the most awesome wedding crasher ever. He's not sure how many he's done. Basically, pretty soon after he retired and started getting into a regular standard of life and kind of doing the, the speaking gig things and playing golf thing, he just kind of got a feel for when a wedding was going on and just stopped by and said, hey, can I, can I stop by and say hey? And that's what he does. So if you're getting married sometime soon, you might want to check Jerry's calendar and see if he'll stop by your gig. 
And the response to this story, which was kind of a one-off, a pop-off for the week, was amazing from you. 57% jump from the number two story on OJ being released. It was a 186% jump from the number 10 story this week. That's, of course, the racial slurs at the black uh, black officers, black cadets uh, rooms in the Air Force Academy Prep School. And from the top story to the bottom story, we had 74 stories in the list this week. It was 6,050% times more popular than that one. So congratulations for showing love to Jerry Rice, showing love to the wedding couples. You can show love to all the stories all week long and get your votes in very easily by going to our social media sites and following us and responding, replying, sharing what comes down. Facebook, This Is The Conversation. Twitter, TH underscore conversation. And, of course, the main website is thisistheconversation.com. All things live there as well. In just a moment, we'll go to Nick Britton in Florida and play the brackets and get some very insightful information from this very insightful guy in just a bit on This is the Conversation's weekly wrap-up podcast. The Conversation Server Panel is an easy way to get information from you on things that you care about, things you know about, things you love. Uh, it's a survey panel we conduct with various people, various vendors come to us looking for information, and we reach out to the best people we can think of, people with very diverse and very knowledgeable backgrounds. That's you guys out there. And we make it worth your while by giving you a little incentive by paying a little bit into your pocket or specifically into your PayPal. If you sign up with a PayPal address, a valid PayPal address, after we send you a survey, We'll send you the money within about a week or so of the closing of the survey. It's that simple. Once you put yourself in for the survey panel, you qualify for paid surveys. If we send you a paid survey, you get paid for the survey once it's done. Now, we do send out non-paid surveys, do send out various different um, geographic and different demographic surveys here or there, just looking for information on things and pinpointing out some stuff. But if we say this is a survey that's going to pay you and you do the survey, we will pay you. That's how it works. To get a part of all this action, it's simple. Go to thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel and apply. That means fill out a quick survey today. Nick Britton is our guest this week for The Brackets. His name spelled N-I-C-K-B-R-I-T-T-O-N. That's important if you go to his website, nickbritton.com. And he is an entrepreneur, which I know becomes an all-encompassing thing for people who sort of do a lot of things in their workplace job life. But uh, he does have a mission that's very succinct, very simple. He wants to connect with people and help people. And he's a person that I connected with a few weeks before Hurricane Irma just in general on just on the internet and he's been helping me out even between times he's been cleaning up past his dealings with the hurricane that went over his state of Florida. He located in Fort Glenn, a lot of things going on there. You hear a lot about that in the interview and just from here from his heart. This is a guy that is definitely passionate about what he wants to do and passionate about what you want to do and if he's the guy to help you do that. You can make connections with him as well. But, uh, like I said, he we made just a randomish connection on social media in one of the groups, and he, we've been chatting back and forth. And I had to thank him profusely before we got into the interview and as the interview started on just the fact that he's been such a big help as a more or less random stranger, for the most part, to me. Well, certainly, I appreciate your time, and I 
you know, I, I definitely love connecting with other entrepreneurs, other like-minded people. I'm a firm believer that, you know, we're the product of the people we surround ourselves with most. And the, uh, the power of social media, I get to meet people really across the world. So I, I definitely appreciate your time. And one thing that really got a lot of people tagging on you on social media a couple of weeks ago, although they're following you for what you do and your products and your services, is you were stuck in a pretty precarious situation. You had one of our many triple threat hurricanes that came in a couple of weeks ago. You got, you're in Florida, so you had to deal directly with Hurricane Irma coming over you. How was that experience? It was a, it was a very scary experience to us, uh, to say the least. Luckily, we, we expected the very, very worst, and we didn't get as bad as it could have been. You know, I watch the news right now with everything in Puerto Rico and some of the islands that are just, you know, it's devastating. I'm down here in Miami, and we experienced some loss. We had no power for about a week, and that's very challenging because I, I have a pregnant wife. So you can imagine how hard that is to deal with no power and a pregnant wife. But, um, you know, we made the best of it, and we're very fortunate that it, it could have been worse. Now, without getting political in this, you just said it could have been worse. How much worse could it be, and how uh, how important was the response by FEMA, the United States, other cities and other counties, other states? How important was that in your getting cleaned up? It was great. You know, we saw, um, I think the people who restored our power were actually from Pennsylvania. Um, so if you think about the drive, Pennsylvania to Miami, that's, you know, probably about 15-hour drive. But they were here, and it's great to see communities, not only Florida, but, you know, other states in America come together. I own some commercial real estate, and uh, me specifically, I had about $120,000 of damage that I've been dealing with the aftermath of that. You know, the way I look at it, it's like, yes, $120,000 is some serious damage, but A, nobody got hurt. And B, it could have been millions of dollars of damage. So you try to look in the positive on, on every aspect. Now, you just brought up another thing you do in your entrepreneurial life. So when someone asks you, what do you do, other than saying, I'm an entrepreneur, what exactly do you tell them? How do you explain what you do and how you do it? Honestly, my, my biggest purpose, we all have this, the why statement that you know, uh, Les Brown talks about. And my, my big why statement is I, I just love to help people, right? I, uh, my background is very unique. I have a little bit of a military background, and then after that, I, uh, I became a preschool teacher. And then I got my master's in education. I was a school administrator, and I was involved in formal education for, for five years. And then I woke up one day and realized that the, the world's a big place, and I had to travel, and I had to spread my message at a much larger audience. So I, I started writing books, and I've written two books right now, and both both of those books are doing very well. But fortunately, I, uh, I took a risk at the age of 26. I drained out my retirement, and I brought a bunch of real estate, which uh, now pays me residually just enough to get by so I can focus on my writing and my speeches, and et cetera. Okay, so we'll let you get back to taking care of what you need to take care of, your wife being pregnant all. I'm sure she is quite a priority. So let's go ahead and get into the brackets, okay? Sounds good. All right, so I'm going to re-explain the rules for people who are new to hearing. Uh, and, of course, you have no idea what we're going to talk about in story-wise. But we have the top ten stories from the week from This is the Conversation. But backs off in two-by-two. Two. Of course, out of order, so they're unfairly bracketed against each other. You get a chance to pick in three rounds which story goes to the next round. And, of course, because there's five groupings in the first round, you can choose to skip a grouping or the final grouping gets skipped automatically. Are we ready to go? 
Yes, sir. All right, Nick, we're going to start off with the first grouping is the number six story this week. National champion South Carolina women's basketball team has not received the White House invite. And number seven, man shot dead by French Army after killing two people at Marseille train station. Which of those two stories would you like to move on to the next round? I'm a sports guy, so let's go with the, uh, the basketball story. All right, so number six moves ahead. The next grouping is our number 10 story and number one story. The number 10 story was the racist slurs written on the five black cadet doors at U.S. Air Force Academy, a prep school that happened last Friday. And number one story this week was Jerry Rice is essentially spending his time in retirement crashing wedding parties. Which story would you like to move I, uh, on? I, as much as I like sports, I actually went to, uh, to one of the military academies. Okay. Uh, that's that's part of my alumni story. So uh, let's go with uh, the Air Force Academy story. Okay, I'll move that on. The next group, remember you can pass a, ba- a batch if you want to. Next group, the number eight story was Monty Hall, the co-creator of Let's Make a Deal, died this week at the age of 96. And number two, O.J. Simpson freed on parole in the dead of night to avoid the media. Uh, let's go with O.J. 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 moves on. All right, so the next stories are number four, Cam Newton, appear, uh, Cam Newton ripped for sexist response to women's reporter question. And number five is Marilyn Manson crushed by stage scenery in New York's. And if you want to skip this one, you can skip this one, or the next one automatically gets bumped. Let's, uh, I'll answer this, and we'll go with, uh, with Cam Newton. Okay, we're moving Cam Newton ahead. That means we're going to skip for this week the story, which is number nine this week, which was the shooting at Las Vegas, the uh, which is still developing, but it come up number nine in the headline we had in response. And number three, the story out of Chicago, the young girl, Kendra Jenkins, who was found dead in a freezer in a hotel, how hundreds of people went to her funeral to show support for the family there. So those two stories are not advancing. Okay, the next two up against each other are the national champion South Carolina basketball team, women's basketball team, not getting the White House invite. That's going up against racial slurs at the Air Force Academy prep school. Which one goes to the next round? Let's uh Stick with my military academies and talk about the uh, Air Force Academy. All right, so now you have O.J. Simpson going up against Cam Newton. Which one of those stories uh, goes further in the game? I believe the, uh, the Cam Newton story. So that means you get a chance to choose between talking about the Air Force Academy racial slur situation or Cam Newton telling a, a woman reporter that she asked a silly question when it was basically a standard question. Which one of these would you like to talk about for a few minutes? It's... Um uh, I I want to stick with the uh, the Air Force Academy that okay. uh, that caught my attention greatly this week. Okay, so um, I'm going to just let you go into it from your perspective. The basic of the story is uh, late on a Thursday, some person wrote on five black cadets at the prep school, not the actual academy, but the prep school for kids getting into academy, wrote um, racial slurs on their doors, and it turned into a big deal to include the comment of the academy basically saying we don't have tolerance for this if you want to be a bigot you can leave my school so you go ahead and tell us exactly how you feel about this big situation yes and definitely it breaks my heart as i stated i i went to you know one of the senior military academies so i'm very familiar with with that lifestyle as well as the prep schools and it it honestly breaks my heart you know not not to get into politics i believe that soldiers and airmen and Marines and whatnot, anyone who inspires to serve this country is truly one of the greatest heroes around, right? And then I don't want to forget about all the other service workers, but, you know, you sign up, you write a blank check to the United States of America, given anything up until potentially your life, right? And, and a lot of your, your topics this week were about sports and teams. And I think one of the greatest teams there can be is 
members of the military, right? It's broken down to team leaders, squad leaders, platoons, etc., and it goes higher and higher. And there's such a divide in this country, and I like to focus on the positive, focus on that the fact that you know we're we're all a team, right? We're all America. We're all human beings, and and it kills me, absolutely kills me. And I know the kids were young; there was prep school still under investigation, but it kills me to see such a such a divide, right? Because, you know, when you get deployed, when you go overseas to fight a war, black, white, green, gay, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is, you know, how you are as a human being. And I guess it's kind of good that it's happened because, you know, ideally those potential cadets would be forced out of the military and they won't be a liability in the future. And it, it breaks my heart to see that. And Nick, of course, I thank you for your service. I served for a short time in the Air Force as well. So um, I understand, although maybe my time wasn't all that trying, I understand the sacrifice, the time away from family and what you put in to make this thing happen. So as a veteran to a veteran, thank you so much for your service and your time. So uh, I'm sure you agree with me. There's no place for it, you know. It was it was, you know, with all the things going on, it was a ridiculous set of timing, number one. And the commandant basically said it, you know, couldn't say it any better. And hopefully senior leadership, without being uh, too political, will get what this guy did and do similar things when things happen. He just said, there's no room for it. You can leave, please, and, and let it go like that. Exactly. And, you know, there's there's another similar story with, I, I believe, again, it was the Air Force Academy. And there was a picture went viral underneath the gentleman's tunic. He had a communistic saying and whatnot that maybe last week, you know, you know, the way I looked at it, I'm like, well, at least they're going to be forced to get out of the military right now before they become a liability in four, five, six years. Exactly. We want people in there that really want to be there and want to support whoever's next to them, not just a certain person, certain race, certain creed. That just doesn't make any sense. So, Nick, yeah. let's you go ahead. They, say, they say there's no, uh, no religion when you're in a foxhole and bullets are flying. I, I truly believe that. And there's no... No racism when you're, in, when you're in a position like that. Everyone's wearing the same color, and we're all fighting for the same flag. So, Nick, let's go ahead and get you out so you can take care of your day. Uh, you've mentioned a couple things you do, but the best way to get a hold of you, to see exactly what it is Nick Britton is all about, how exactly do we do that? And you can check everything out on one site, and that's just uh, my basic website, which is www.nickbritton.com, and from there is all my social media posts and links. And, uh, you know, I really just want to interact with people. I want to help people. Um, so if you have a question, shoot me a tweet message, find me on Facebook. And, you know, I, I want to just connect with like-minded people and, and change the world and, and with other people and, and bring positivity to this country and this world. That's all I want. This is Nick Britton, his website, nickbritton.com, and you can find a lot of things about Nick. And I want to say thank you for playing the brackets with us, our little silly game here. And thank you profusely. We just kind of connected randomly, more or less, on social media, which happens a lot. But you've been such a big help and literally inspiration into some of the things I've been putting into place in the past couple of weeks. I've changed a few ways I've done some of my business tactics just from just little bits and pieces of interaction with you. So thank you right there. There's your plug for me right there. Thank you so much and have a great day. All the work I do for this website, thisistheconversation.com and my staff as well 
is done by the very great help with our sponsors and lots and lots of coffee. And one thing I like about one of one of my favorite sponsors we have is Coffee for Less because they help us get coffee for less. Now, I will admit, I don't pay my guys very much because we don't bring in large amounts of cheddar, if you will. But we do take care of our own when we do our working together, and we definitely keep an eye on what's going on in our coffee cups. We make sure we don't get bad coffee. We make sure we don't get doused on bad coffee in the process. Coffee for Less has any type of coffee that you're used to, anything you want to, from a dark, exotic blend to plain old regular off-the-shelf stuff you find at the grocery store. And they have it in the format that you want as well. You like K-Cups? They have K-Cups. You want drip? They have drip. You want beans to ground your own self? Why would someone want to spend the time grounding their beans? I don't know. Coffee for Less doesn't care. They'll take care of you just like that. They don't judge. You like coffee? They like giving it to you for a great price. So check them out and help us, help them, help us. They are Coffee for Less. They are a great sponsor, and we drink Coffee for Less from Coffee for Less all the time. And I actually gift my staff guys coffee in lieu of payments for actual money. But sometimes coffee is much more better than gold. So if you want to get a chance to get great coffee and pay a little bit less for it than your standard price, Check out our website, thisisaconversation.com slash coffee for less. That's thisisaconversation.com slash coffee for less for a great deal for great coffee and pay less for it. So how are we doing so far? Hopefully you're enjoying our new foray into a tighter ship, if you will, a nice tighter show, keeping things better timed and keeping things moving a little faster. This is only our second week we've basically done this, and it only came about last week more or less on a whim, essentially thinking, hey, we can do this back into one of the original concepts I've had for this program, this podcast, was supposed to be a radio show. So we're doing that right here, right now, and doing our best to keep up with things as they go along. So thank you so much for joining us for this part of the adventure. And if you have any comments, you can do them, send them just the normal ways you always can. Send them to my email directly to jclevenpain at gmail.com. Stop by the website, this is com, and let us know what you want to talk about or what I need to talk about or talk less about at the website. And you can also respond to us via the social media. That is on Facebook. Look for This is a Conversation. Make sure you search for the right term, This is a Conversation, and have us set to show up in your your inbox by default. And for Twitter, look for this or TH underscore conversation. That's our handle, TH underscore conversation. Thank you very much to Nick Britton for joining us to play the brackets. Very interesting game. And I had no idea he was going to go the way he did and want to talk about the racial slurs written on the doors at the Air Force Academy Prep School, especially since that was essentially a two-week-old story. From last Friday, it snuck in there and got into the top ten, and it was had enough juice for the weekend to stick around for this Friday. Even though it was a low-scoring game, it got into the brackets, and that's what he chose to, and he gave very thoughtful and insightful information. Check him out at nickbritton.com for your needs because he does a lot of things and maybe in your entrepreneurial journey, he can help you get on the right track. I know he's helped me fix a couple things and he didn't even know it. Some things that we've talked about that I implemented to make things work a little smoother, including right here. So now this week we have a bit more time, a bit more of a balance show. So we have more time to talk about some of the other than some of the stories that didn't quite make it into the top 10 we can get through all five of the top 15 
without very much of a um, a stretch. Of course, last week was a bit special because we did have a top 12. We had a three-way tie right at the 10 spot, so we let them all go. This week, no ties anywhere at all, at least for the final tally for today, for coming into the weekend. Uh, so let's go with the number 11 story, the one that just barely missed. This one uh, had a miss of by about 3% in the interaction with all you folks out there. And this was Elon Musk, who actually had two drops pretty close to each other, got one in the top 20 as well. Elon Musk uh, wants to send up uh, long-distance flights for people. He also wants to be the man that sends men to Mars. And he believes that he's going to set up this whole rocket thing, the whole SpaceX thing is going to work so well, he can make your flight to Hong Kong from New York last about 30 minutes by shooting you into space and then drop you back down. So not only will he shoot you into space, he'll also put you down anywhere on the globe that you want to go and maybe even send you to Mars based on his technology. We'll see that goes along. He also got the news late in the week for another claim. He wants to build the world's biggest battery, and he's going to do it in Australia. Australia has some issues with its power. A lot of places have issues with power. And Australia has a power grid that is leaves a little bit be desired they have a timeline of getting some things fixed it was 100 days per the beginning of this bet that elon musk put on himself he said he can build the biggest battery in the world to help them uh, essentially gather up their power and hold it on and spread it out to some of the outlining areas australia said you've got 100 days to do it We'll see whether he does that. Elon Musk also make another bet with Puerto Rico in news this week that didn't make it into this top 10 list or this whole list for the day. It is a challenge to himself to give the Puerto Ricans a chance to rebuild their power grid mostly on solar power. He says he's built some things that have gotten some of the other islands in the Caribbean going up and a great chance to show the power of solar and the power of Tesla batteries is to rebuild the Puerto Rican power grid. The mayor, or I'm sorry, the governor of Puerto Rico says, let's talk about this. Let's see what we can do. We'll see if they have a way to fix this thing for much cheaper and easier sustainability if you want to call solar sustainable. However, would it have survived the winds and the rain from the storms? I'm not so sure, but maybe it's easy to rebuild. Let's go ahead and get through some of the people we lost this week so we don't run out of time for that. We already talked about Monty Hall. He was a creator of Let's Make a Deal. Also lost this week was Tom Petty in a very sort of pettyish way, not petty for a good thing, petty a bad way, the way he handled. Uh, he was, he was, uh, the news reports came out that he was in cardiac arrest and was in the hospital and was in life support, and then someone uh, jumped the gun and called him dead. Someone went and got information from the police who gave something a little vague, but was enough for one company uh, to go ahead and, and call it. And so other people called it and only to find out that, no, he was actually still on life support. And only a few hours later was he pulled off that support. So a very bad bungle for the media this weekend in calling a death that wasn't quite there. But we still have to talk about the loss of the legendary rocker, the influence to many folks with a 40-year career. Just finished a tour uh, celebrating his 40 years of being in the band, the Heartbreakers, and 40 years on tour, Tom Petty at the age of 66. Also this week, we lost NASCAR Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame owner Robert Yates. He had a long battle with cancer. He passed away this weekend. And of note as well, Mormon leader Robert D. Hales uh, died. Uh, he's basically one of the top leaders in the Mormon church. Uh, the, there's no real power vacuum going there. And this is not necessarily a very big story. It did not get massive response, but something we thought we should throw out there just to see the response on that. 
Now back to the top 15, which we interjected and, inter- and interrupted because Elon Musk kind of did that. Going on to the number 12 story, that's the librarian that rejected Millennia Trump's uh, gift of Dr. Seuss books because she perceived it full of racist propaganda. However, there are pictures from a few years ago where the same librarian dressed up as Dr. Seuss to celebrate Dr. Seuss Day. So apparently she has either come to some sort of grand epiphany or she just doesn't really like Melania Trump. It came up with a really, really bad reason to discount a simple gesture. Even if bad people give you good things and with no bad intention, you might want to think about taking from the bad people. Not that she's a bad person, but some people are really dishing on Melania Trump, mostly because she's married to Donald Trump, and you can disagree with either of them or any of their politics, but a gift of books and Dr. Seuss books, if that is pretty much a tame, it's just it's just tame, and her not taking him was pretty lame. The number 13 story this week was Rex Tillerson, and he may have offered up his resignation after being upset with some Trump things, and he also may have called Trump a moron to uh, out loud to many uh, high-level staff members. He did say, or he did uh, renounce his call to resignation, saying he was never planning to resign from the office. He didn't so much say he never called Trump a moron, but did say he wanted to move forward on this issue and didn't want to divide. So you can take that non-answer as whatever answer you want to. The number 14 story, the very first head coach in college football fired this week, or stepped down, the official words. He is Sean Kugler. He was the head coach at Texas El Paso. They'll get on without him. He's not a major school. It's not a major school, so we'll see how much a big deal it is. And another holdover from last week was the Monarch Airlines going to the administration, leaving 110,000 people stranded because of canceled flights. That one, there's been no resolution to it. There's many people by now have found new flights, but there was a big issue with the dealings with the airline. Getting in a couple as we see fit. Uh, pro-life Congressman Tim Murphy um, urged his mistress to have an abortion after he gave a big speech on the evils of abortion because of this and learning about the back story of him as a congressman, not only was he a bad um, husband and a bad um, mistress person, having a mistress, I don't know how to put it, he also was apparently a bad congressman and had right now 100% turnover over the last couple of years in his district and in his office for just abusing people. He is going to resign immediately. We also had the Equifax hearing on Capitol Hill, which was attended by uh, uh, Rich Uncle Moneybags, the Monopoly Man, or at least a guy protesting dressed as the Monopoly Man. That would have been interesting, but he was basically sitting right behind the Equifax people while they were testifying right there on camera. In Germany, they passed a law that allows gay couples to get married, and the very first marriage happened over the weekend, so congratulations to those folks as well. This week's we did not talk a lot about flags and kneeling and protests, but we do have an update from Fox Sports. They are planning to no longer air the national anthem before NFL games. So don't worry about the controversy of showing who's kneeling, who's not kneeling, and what's going on. They're not going to air, at least they said it last weekend, going into this weekend, uh, they're not going to air any more national anthem uh, things, unless it's the big ones, the Super Bowls or the championship games, on television, for regular television. Otherwise, they're going to move on from there. The FDA hits out on a uh, granola maker saying that love is not a viable ingredient for your granola, so please don't list it as an ingredient in your actual list of ingredients. So when your mother says it's made with love, ask her if it's actually made with lard or flour because love 
Love ain't a real thing for baking. Meanwhile, Mark Cuban says he's actively considering a run for president, even though he's 99% sure he's not going to run. You can take those two statements and figure out what you want from there. We talked very little about the shooting in Las Vegas, which is still uh, sort of brewing right now. The, the details are just so, so out there that we didn't have a lot of specific posts on that. We just had the initial post for the shooting. One thing we do know is that the NRA is backing a ban for the bump stock, the actual device used to make a semi-automatic gun act like an automatic gun for periods of time. That was the reason or the, the, reason, the ability that gave him the ability to shoot so many rounds so quickly with semi-automatic weapons. He had the bump stock. It's basically a $100 uh, gadget. You attach it to the gun. You kind of shove it in your shoulder, and it just helps the, the, the gun, the machine gun, the um the weapon recoil faster, thinking that it's you know it doesn't have to actually stop, allowing it to shoot shoot multiple uh, rounds at a time. That's one thing that happens. Well, and of course we talked about the six thousand and fifty percent jump from number one and number seventy four. That story is oddly enough on guns. One fifth of Australia's illegal guns were taken off streets in just three months. Australia had a gun amnesty program, which you see very popular around the nation here at some spots, but they had a national gun amnesty program allowing people to bring it in. They actually were thinking about extending the program, but since they brought in so many guns that they knew were out there, uh, they decided it's okay to, to cancel it for now and maybe rethink another time to have the program. Once again, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation conversation with us on social media th underscore conversation on twitter this is a conversation on facebook and of course this is conversation.com online my name is jay cleveland bain thank you thank you thank you for hanging out with us for the podcast share it with a friend share it with some enemies share it with a few random strangers that come around and make sure we're getting the best people in for the best conversations we'll be back again next week for another great episode including our top 10 playing the brackets and of course info from you on this is the conversations weekly wrap-up podcast